Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome to Liquid Lunch on a Thursday. It's me, Hugh, and Lalo is my co-host today. Hi, everybody. Right, and uh, we're going to change the topic now because we got Lisa Cripps joining us. Mm-hmm. Artist Lisa Cripps, and uh, I guess we should call you a gallerist now as well. I suppose that could be a term, or just the crazy artist who's curating for a gallery. Yeah. Yeah, curator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's settle into this interview. Let's try to have as much fun as we were having just before we came on. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Well, we just have to get Layla to turn around and um, jump around with what she said earlier. <laughs> I can't remember uh, a thing. I, I just, I want to talk about art, though. Art. Yeah, let's okay. talk about art. So, okay, so you're having, a, what, you're having an event coming up, an art event. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Studio C at the Junction.ca. We, we handle 16 Canadian artists at present. And we decided, even though we're an online gallery, we wanted to be able to show their work. It's important to have the artwork exposed, especially Canadian artists these days are not being noticed enough. They're being pretty much treated like they're nothing, and that's not what we want to do. So we Mm -hmm. decided, let's do a show. And um, luckily enough, Tony Louie at Grossman's offered his venue for us to do a show. Mm -hmm. So we decided to put artwork, a silent auction, and... Afterwards, there's going to be some Dixieland jazz playing. Wonderful. So that's why we called it Eyes and Ears at Grossman's. I've never heard Dixieland jazz at Grossman's. They've always got, like, I don't know, rock bands or something like that. Every Saturday afternoon they have it. Do they really? Yeah. Every Saturday between 4.30 and 8. Dixieland's fun. It makes you feel like you're at um, an old-fashioned parade. At least that's what happens when I hear Dixieland. It makes (laughs) me think of the parade and the Mm -hmm. whole... um, Mm-hmm. Well, it's a real New Orleans vibe. Exactly. Right? That is what mm-hmm. I was about to, yeah. to say. Which is what the whole Kensington Market actually has, which you haven't even experienced. Well, yet. I'm going to go to Kensington Market. Oh, yeah. You're coming to the show on Saturday, aren't you? So you'll see it. Because Grossman's is right across the street yep. from the Kensington Market. Excellent. Exactly. Well, I want to see that. And I'm really happy that people like you are actually taking it upon themselves to do something about the situation. I know you, you just said a really, a very broad and um, negative kind of a statement about this, the way that artists are treated in Canada. And mm-hmm. I think this is, uh, this is what I'm interested in mm-hmm. because um, that channel uh, is looking for ways to uh, support artists and musicians and mm-hmm. actors and uh, people in the arts, mm-hmm. um, because um, wouldn't you? S- I thought you were the one that was going to be saying all the ums, but <laughs> it looks like it's me, Lisa. That's okay. Uh, I'm. I wanted to ask you, like, what is it that keeps you going? Because you're an artist and a curator, mm-hmm. and is it is it because is it your sense of justice almost? That uh, as to what's going on with artists in in Canada or just generally. 
I would say that I've always been an artist for, and I've always had the passion in me, but I'm also a businesswoman. And from doing past shows at different galleries, I found that most of the time the gallerists or curators tended not to promote the artist that much. It was more for the gallery and not the artist. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I wanted to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. First, first it is an online gallery, and then it will become a bricks and mortar in time. But the goal right now is let's get these artists exposed. Mm-hmm. Let's let the world see how great we are. Mm-hmm. I think that's important because we, I know in another interview we did with you, we discussed different areas of, for example, Canada, there's different types of artwork. Mm-hmm. In this big city, there would be more urbanization pieces or modern pieces. In different areas, like outside of Ottawa, you'd find more something, for example, like the landscapes. Vancouver, you find a lot of landscapes. Mm-hmm. And so let's let people see this. Mm-hmm. As we, there's a point where we know about the group of 11. We know about the top names. But there's so many wonderful artists of all different levels, and that's what we want to show. How does your how does your website really help artists? The website is just to show the work, but it's more so the matter of me putting out on the social media, mm-hmm. doing things. The art show attachment is a little different than a typical online gallery would do. Online galleries don't do art shows usually. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so we're going to look we at, and, and you, you know, we should do a uh, thing here because we got the, we and got the walls we and do. all that stuff too. I just want to ask you though, I mean, uh, one of the comments that I've heard um, about Canada in terms of the artists, we've got a lot of great artists, mm-hmm. of course, right? But the prob- one of the problems that I've heard is that the, the uh, public has not caught up, um, like, they, like for example, it just doesn't appreciate art like they do say in Europe. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So people are uh, buying their paintings at mm-hmm. like Ikea or uh, Walmart rather than um, going to a gallery, getting some original art, mm-hmm. supporting artists. But also the great thing about original art is like it's an asset that it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a, it, that it can appreciate in value that you can. Uh, it's a collection. It's like a real mm-hmm. pastime to get in to collect art. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. And I have seen that. Unfortunately, I've even seen it in some of families' homes where they get the prints and they get it framed. So they're spending, let's say, about $250 for a print. Mm -hmm. And my viewpoint is, why would you spend $250 on a mass market-produced print Mm -hmm. when you could turn around and buy a beautiful painting from an emerging artist or something like that who's trying to build their career. Yeah. For the same And match. you'd find the beauty of it because you'd see the brush strokes, you'd see the passion rather than just a flat piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that, okay? Because I think the reason maybe that in Europe uh, or even in other countries and other places, I mean, Canada is a really new country, right? Mm-hmm. Really, comparatively. Yep. And I don't think that we have taught uh, our children and our students the real value of art. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, uh, people can see that you're sitting in front of uh, some beautiful art that we have that has yes. actually come from the Norman Felix Gallery, mm-hmm. and I want to thank Aaron for doing that mm-hmm. and bringing that here. And I'm working here, and of course, every single day, 
-hmm. I am receiving the light. Mm -hmm. I'm receiving the uh, positive vibrations or emotional um, cues mm -hmm. that uh, come from all the varying colors. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, I think, it expands your mind mm -hmm. in different ways. And I don't think that we really uh, take that in. I think we actually see art as having no value. Exactly. More often than we can, because we don't really, and I, I think this is just experience. I think people just really need to take the plunge mm -hmm. and go get a real piece of art and see what happens. Very true. And the other side too is most people that do purchase prints, getting back to that stage, they don't realize how long it takes for an artist to even do a painting. For example, you look at some of the work on our site, we have one artist that has a beautiful painting that's in our exhibition called Puberty. It's a piece where this little girl is showing with tears down her cheeks. It's about, um, it's a huge piece I think person. we're going to try to maybe bring it up here, but keep talking and about it. And what it is, is it's an oil painting, and this young artist did this. And I'm sure that took him probably months to do. You know, the work involved with that piece, the realism of it, it is just beautiful. And a lot of the time people look at just, oh, it's oh, it probably took about 20 minutes or so to do. Wonderful. But as you can see, it's a beautiful piece. Yes, it is. Um, and again, it's like craftsmanship. Yeah. Again, you know, like we're used to this mass-produced mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, think about a hundred years ago when you when mm -hmm. the, a craftsman mm -hmm. made your furniture, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when you go into a place that has antiques, yeah. like I have people in my family, mm -hmm. there's a definitely that human feeling and vibration of yeah. that, how that happened, and exactly. there it is in your home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're talking about: exactly. the difference between having a print and actually having yeah. that. Exactly. All the work we've got, I know all our artists have spent hours on that work, and I know the. You know, the patience, the time, the, uh, being an artist myself, I suffer every time I'm painting something and I say, oh, it's not good enough, and I keep on changing things. I'm stubborn as a mule when it comes to that, and I'm, I know all my artists are the same. Like, if you look at some of the pieces, I don't know what page is up, but if the exhibition piece is out, we've Quite got Leah Lando, Kirk Sutherland, Sandra Dava Shubbs, we have um, Edgar Saul. We have, oh goodness, there's like, give me a second, Branislav Dordovic. We have, let me just go and through this. And anyone that um, she has missed, Tanya Solonic. Go to yes. your website and you can find all of those. Some, some, and we're looking at some right Hillary now. Dunn. We've got Marika and Paul Callingham. There's just so many of them. I and think this is also great. Also, Wabi so McGill, who's a native artist. Okay. Who's just as a guest artist on our show and mm -hmm. our site this time. But look at the work there. It just pulls out the passion. Every piece has passion. Juliana has on one of her pieces, which is called Son... Oh, I think it's Son to Father. Father. Son, or father to Son. I can't... Juliana, please forgive me for this one. But I'm not reading it. And, but it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. And it shows a gentleman out by the sun. And the, there's like the water. And it has the... It's not on that one, but it's got. Um, oh. It's on the, the main exhibitions okay. pieces. Yeah. Again, people and can go to the beautiful. website. Yeah. But all the work, it makes me speechless. Really, it does. 
I can't explain it. It's just every time I see it, that, that sometimes it's joy, sometimes it's the feeling that they got out of it just comes out. Mm-hmm. And I get so excited about it, I forget names and everything else. Yeah. So please, again, <laughs> I apologize for that. You know, I just want to comment what you guys were just talking mm-hmm. about with the, uh, especially about the original art. Mm-hmm. It's pe- because people now, just because technology is changing mm-hmm. always, right? And we're yeah. moving into a new technological age. Mm-hmm. But uh, people are talking about that in the future, there will not be mass produced anything. Mm-hmm. Won't be mass produced cars, mass produced mm-hmm. uh, any. Everything will be one of a kind in the future. With the 3D images. With the 3D systems. stuff, mm. um, or even just the fact that we're really going to get away from large companies, and because we will be able to be as efficient at making uh, the stuff we need, like in an, on an individual level, like cottage industry, small, mm-hmm. small business manufacturing. So it only makes sense that the idea of having a reproduction hanging on your wall it's just not going to make sense no, then why bother having a reproduction when there's so many original pieces out there mm-hmm. and available at mm-hmm. so many de- different levels of cost valuations and it makes no sense you know art is one thing having a car okay we all want to have a car but if mm-hmm. I could have a, my own car design and my own colors of what I wanted sure I'd do it but Say I'd get bored, I want to do another one in the next few years. It's like painting your walls in your house. Mm-hmm. Every few years, somebody gets bored of the wall color mm-hmm. or their couch color or their um, their drapes, for example. Mm-hmm. But with art, if you have all different colors in the artwork, it blends in with everything you're going mm-hmm. to do. So it doesn't have to match your house. But it's it's all a different feeling and perspective. So I remember my dad used to always have prints in his office. And, of course, they were Claude Monet, numbered prints. My father loves Monet. And they're beautiful, but wouldn't it have been nice to have an original type of work in the same type of mm-hmm. genre where you could touch it and it was not under glass, for example, yeah. or plastic mm-hmm. or acrylic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, really, what we're really talking about is giving everybody the opportunity to get an original of the next Monet or the next great exactly. Canadian yeah. artist, right? Yeah. It is. It really is an opportunity to, uh, you know, who knows? You could be buying a painting that's going to be worth like $2 million you never by the know. time you retire, right? But why should you buy a piece just for that reason? You, you could buy no, a piece right? because you, you want to, because it's beautiful. And you know there's two sides of everything. There yeah. are? There's about valuation, but there's also about the beauty, the I love, know. supporting your artist, too. Yeah. But it is kind of interesting and, that yeah. when you, after you love the painting, it, it has a tiny bit of a lottery ticket aspect to Why it, not? right? Oh, yeah. No, that <laughs> is works. great, actually. That will work, but there's so much to it. It's yeah. just, you know how you sit yeah. there and you think, here's one thing I, I've noticed about artists these days. They're, I've gone to these little shows and the emerging artist shows. So somebody's done a beautiful painting and they think, oh, I'm valued at $50 for a painting. Mm-hmm. It's a painting that's a good 30 by 40, but they spent probably about mm, 40 hours on the piece, okay? Mm-hmm. That doesn't even cover the cost of the canvas. Yeah. Now, if you went to your doctor, or a doctor that you didn't know, mm-hmm. and he said, I'll charge you $5, say what well, we weren't under the OHIP system, for my medical experience, versus a doctor who is going for $100 who has... You know, mm-hmm. who would you see? The one that says, oh, I just want to have a patient or the one that 
is actually giving themselves respect. Yeah. A lot of the artists are so afraid to respect themselves, they devalue their own work. Well, I think no, that's because wait. our society does. You mean, you mean by lowering their prices? By bargain sales, they sell them oh, yeah. worse. Like a yeah. McDonald's w- would get a burger when yeah, that's why I've you seen need. I it over and over again. I know, and that's why you need someone who's going to stand up for them. Yeah, because and we have to bring out what the value is of art. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt <coughs> you, but it's just it's insulting. There's, <laughs> there's the emotional part and the inspiration yeah. that does, and then there's also healing. People mm-hmm. people yeah. heal with colors mm-hmm. and with art. Yeah. So I, I don't know if people are queuing into that. When you brought up the doctor, it just made yeah. me think of that, too. But it's yeah. seriously, they sit there, and other because others are devaluing, they're devaluing themselves. They're putting their work as if it's not worth anything. And to devalue your self-worth is not a good thing. We all should be proud of what we do in our work and our art. We Ooh. spend time, so why can't we actually be treated like other people that work hard? You know, Lisa, I want to ask you because sometimes I wonder mm-hmm. about uh, what it takes to be a great artist. And I, and why? Because um, just because I've hung out with artists mm-hmm. that sell paintings for a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going, so what makes this artist, and I don't have a degree in art history, so like I, I can't bring that to it. But I go, what makes this artist's painting worth $30,000 and versus this piece that looks very similar mm-hmm. probably as much work went into it but nobody wants to buy that one promotion so that's it mm-hmm. just you promotion promotion marketing. there's no intrinsic value to that better artist nope promotion and but that's important right because i mean it, it, that's true for everything you, you know i think there's another ingredient here if i may just mm-hmm. i think it is it, going back to what you just said and that is the artist ha- respects themselves to the point where mm-hmm. saying, I am worth yeah. $30,000. They respect themselves too, but it's also promotion involved. Yeah, but and they take themselves seriously. Yep, and they don't yeah. treat themselves like they're a bargain basement yeah. artist. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that is really something that the artists have to stop doing. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're working with a gallery, right? Especially you don't want the gallery, gallery to be representing the artist, mm-hmm. selling the paintings for whatever mm-hmm. and then the artist is chucking them out the back door at bargain basement prices kind of undercutting the gallery that's actually trying to establish their value yeah well right? that's actually that they're not undercutting the gallery if they do that they're undercutting themselves because in the end say somebody buys your work for say for a thousand you did a painting and they bought it for a thousand dollars same type of painting you do another one you know the same size same time you spent same everything maybe it's a different look to the piece and you sell it to somebody for $100. What are you doing to the person who bought the work originally? Yeah. You're devaluing that piece to them, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're actually, in the end, devalu- devaluing yourself by doing it. You're not hurting the gallery. You're hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as an artist, you have to be proud of yourself. Everyone, the artists I know are so spectacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm, I'm bad this way, too, because I have a tendency, I have a big heart and I've been known to give things away too. Yeah. But I'm learning also in all these years that I have to value myself too and my work. Mm-hmm. And if I don't believe in what I'm painting mm-hmm. and I think it's worthless, then why am I bothering painting if I, th- if I don't believe in it? Mm-hmm. 
I put my heart and soul into a piece, right? Every little piece of that painting yeah. is me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to treat myself like it's garbage, I'm doing the same for my work. But again, like how many, how many of our, how many parents in in our country say, um, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And they're certainly not expecting artist. And <laughs> if somebody says artist, what kind of reaction do they get? I mean, it's it's easy to yeah. see why they're devalued. And I guess that's where we come in, right? I grew up um, myself, actually um, wanting to be a doctor. Hmm. I even found the other day an old news article written about me from my grade 8 graduation where I've done nothing of what I said I was going to be or do. Hmm. I ended up owning a transfer agency in the financial markets and was there for 23 to 25 years while painting. Not the doctor, not the other part. Maybe you change your mind. Maybe you just change (laughs) your mind. Can't stand the sight of blood if you really well, want see, the truth. <laughs> so you change your mind. So we are going to talk about investments later, actually. Are we? Yeah. Not on here, though. No. <laughs> Not on this one. We're well, talking about investing mm-hmm. in art. Well, that's it's a good investment. That's it's actually a, it's something. It's a great investment. Can people start to do this weekend, right? So, Lisa, let's talk about the show a little bit. It's uh, what is it? Saturday. It's Saturday. It will start at twelve noon, okay. and it goes till three thirty. We have a silent auction that will start at noon and go until 2. This gives us time to wrap up before the music starts at 4.30 as well and people to look at the other exhibits. That way it's not all crammed and rushed. Now it's very difficult to do a pop-up show, especially where you have two hours to set everything up and then things have to go down. So I've been planning this for a month with our artists and I have some help in there, thank goodness, two of the artists. Kirk Sutherland and Joe Flasco, which I didn't mention earlier, sorry gentlemen, but they are actually going to be coming in earlier to help with setup. Excellent. I have Juliana who's going to come and help, and quite a few of them have offered actually to help me. It's as the way that everyone seems to be putting it is we help each other. We are a group of artists helping each other. Excellent. The gallery and the artists are a team, and that is the right way to think about it. What's the date on Saturday for the people 4th. to come? The June 4th, and then what's the location again? It's Grossman's Tavern. It's right off of um, Spadina and Cecil Street, which would be between College and Dundas Street. Yeah. Excellent. Close yeah. by. On the east I'm side. going. Yeah, 10-minute walk from I'll here. see you there. Oh, you'll love it. The environment is such a rich history of music and jazz. and yeah. They used to have actually the old... In the 60s and 70s, the OCA artists and students used to go into Grossman's. One of our artists, Joe Flasco, when, when you come to the show, he could tell you stories about Grossman's in 69. I'm not going to tell his story, though. Well, there's <laughs> That's lots for of him stories. To say. That, that place, uh, I've played there a couple times. It's, uh, it's, it's a Toronto institution, right? Yeah, and Basically. Tony Louie is, what, what a sweetheart. If you really want to meet a nice proprietor, Tony is just a doll. Nice. Yeah, he's got the zen about him. All right, so it's only Saturday, and then you got to take the show down. Take the show down, and then we work on trying to build up another one for the next few in the next few months. All right, we'll fantastic. Talk about that. And the great thing about going to Grossman's <laughs> is you can come in for the art show starting at noon, mm-hmm. and then the music starts at four thirty, and people can hang out and uh, yep. see some great music. And they have a pat- patio outdoors as well if somebody wants to sit outside. Yeah. And it's just a it's a comfortable afternoon. You, yeah. you know, if, why sit around the house? 
on exactly. a Saturday afternoon when you can go out and see beautiful art. And I think yeah. the weather's going to be perfect this weekend too, right, Lisa? So No thunderstorm as it was predicted a week ago, yeah. so at least it's going to be not too hot, not too cold. The windows can be open in the place and just let the light in. Yeah, okay. All right, Lisa, so this is going to be great. This weekend, Saturday, mm-hmm. and people can check out more, find out more at the website, which mm-hmm. is Studio C at the junction? Mm-hmm. At atthejunction.ca. Yeah, yeah. dot mm-hmm. ca. Okay. All right, All right this well is great. great. And then we'll uh, talk about maybe doing something here. Lisa. Yeah, okay. get out there and support your local artist, Toronto. Yeah. It's going to do you a whole right. lot of good. So stay <laughs> tuned. We got way more happening here. Yep. For liquid okay. lunch today on Sandra's a here too, so yeah, she just I got don't here. need to do the sub thing. It makes me very nervous, but I love you all. <laughs> I, okay, we'll be right back. All right. Bye. Take care, guys. Beauty's new all-in-one hair color kits make it easy to color your hair at home. Get everything you need to color for beautifully radiant results. Loved by professionals, open to everyone. Sally Beauty, 